When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like getting complaints because someone on the team always smells horrible. You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi's U.S.-based personnel are dedicated to your business, giving you access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. HR managers can easily cost $80,000 per year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Visit Bambi.com slash C-Suite right now. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash C-Suite. Bambi.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to the Family Brain with your host, Megan Gibson. The well-being of one person in a family affects the whole family system. This is a supportive community to share research, resources, stories, tips, and life hacks to keep the family brain healthy. Hi, this is Megan Gibson, and today on the Family Brain, I will be talking with Brandy Daly. Brandy Daly is the executive director and founder of Thrive Single Moms, a nonprofit organization based out of Redland, California. And in this episode, I feel like this is why I enjoy doing this podcast and I think it's so worthwhile. I was thinking, you know, it's important to have all different types of families represented. And so I wanted to talk to a single mom about family life and just sort of understand how we can better support one another and what what circumstances do single moms go through that maybe I'm not aware of or if there's someone in your family who is single and parenting and a mom what would be useful and I learned so much from her just about the power of supporting other people in your network and the power of connecting with other people in similar circumstances she has a beautiful story and I hope you enjoy this episode So I was so excited to talk to you. I found you on Instagram and I really, I mean, I was excited to, to be able to share information about people who are single parenting. Um, and I just was wondering if you could tell a little bit about your organization and sort of what got you excited about connecting single parents or is it single parents or just single moms? Just single moms. Okay. Because I guess it's different. It's like that would be hard to have everybody, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt, I really felt like women needed a space um, to be uh, in sisterhood together. I really feel there's a lot of healing that can happen in those types of relationships. And I feel like we're desperate for it, um, but we don't really know how to be in a relationship with each other. Um, And so, and especially in single parenting, like, it's, for me, it's not just about dating and moving on from this season. The season is, you know, a time for you to heal and uh, expand yourself and expand your relationships. And, and so, um, so yeah, so that's why we kind of focus just on women. Um, I know I get a lot of messages from guys like, what about single dads? <laughs> and I'm like, if you're a single dad, start it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I would like to empower you. Um, yes, exactly. So what got you interested in putting this group together? Did it just, what, like, what were you, what motivated you to sort of bring people together in this way? And the name of the group is, is Thrive what? Single Moms. Thrive Single Moms. Um, it's really personal. It was really personal for me. Um, I'm a single mom of three. Um, I have a, a 15 year old who just turned 15 yesterday, a 10 year old and an eight year old. But when I began my single parenting journey, um, my little ones were one and two, like 18 months. And, um, and so it was, it's been a long journey for me. I've, I've been single for eight years. Um, I'm sorry, seven years. And, um, I really kind of found myself in this world with my little ones, and I had gone through a really difficult divorce. Uh, there was uh, addiction um, from my ex, and really kind of threw us in a tailspin of all of that just chaos that goes along with addiction. And so when I merged out of it, I really didn't have much. Um, kind of lost everything during that uh, that season, and it was a really, really difficult, emotionally difficult, spiritually difficult financially difficult time and when I came out of it I just was really determined to raise my kids really well and um, just focus on them and, and make sure that they were they were taken care of and I found myself about immediately in kind of a world that I didn't know what to do how to care for myself and care for um, these little kids that I had and um, having to rebuild my life and it was just a very long and difficult journey for me and quickly found myself not having really support anywhere. So there wasn't any places in the church that I felt supported. I didn't feel supported um, with any of the government um, offerings or public or, or any anything. I looked everywhere, and I couldn't find anything. I couldn't even find books on how to single parent effectively, and um, especially in the faith-based world, I didn't find much. And so I was really at a loss. And about two years into my single parenting journey, I just decided to start what I didn't have. And um, that was bringing women together and bringing people who had, who were going through what I was going through together um, for support mostly. Um, very quickly, we became like second family. Mm -hmm. And it was really healing for me. And as I got to know more and more about these women's lives in my own life, um, it just started to grow and grow from there, and now we have we became a nonprofit in 2016. Awesome! And so, where are your where's your primary location? We're primarily located in Redland. Okay. Um, we serve about 60 families in Redland area. Redland, California, um, right? Yes, in Redland, okay. California. Okay. Yes. And then um, in 2017, we um, opened. A, in partnership with another nonprofit, we opened a um, a home for single moms. Wow! So, yeah, you know, so we have housing for single moms who have left abuse or are in that same place where they're trying to rebuild their lives, and we give them um, a safe space with a lot of support uh, for their kids. Wow, to get that is on their feet. incredible. I mean, yeah. I will tell you, in doing this podcast, I mean, you hear, you know, just times when people go through challenges or really hard things that you would not want to sign up for. But what a beautiful, like, I mean, I got chills listening to you talk about it. I mean, that's just so incredible um, what you've built out of that difficult time. When I was going through everything, um, 
the only thing that got me through it was that there was a purpose for it. And so even, I didn't know what was coming, but I knew that what I was experiencing, even in my darkest period of my divorce, and there was a lot of things that went on. You know, there was abuse, physical abuse. There was um, mental, emotional, and just everything that goes with addiction. And it's pure chaos. Um, but even in those, like, really difficult times, I just felt that there was a purpose to it. And it was going to going to help others at some point and I didn't I didn't know what that was I just knew that and it gave me a lot of hope to get through and to have a purpose for everything that I did so but personally for me um, as I watched it kind of unfold um, and just kept stepping into things that were making it um, you know became first a small group and then it started, you know, to grow from there. And, and then it became like, Oh, well, these people need this. And I'm like, Oh, I can, you know, connect these people with them. And I became resources and I just started building and building. I just kept stepping into it, hoping that it would someday just help other women and that no other women should go what through what I went through alone. That's awesome. Very cool. I, um, it's interesting because as I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm thinking about, just all the people that you're supporting and all the people that are getting resources and information that you wish you had had. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's a big undertaking. Um, and I'm just wondering like how you pulled that community together. How did you, how did you end up reaching out to people and how did you let people know that this is what you were doing in the first place? Um, it started with three women. <laughs> we um, the mustard was, seed. Yeah, it was very small. It was just a couple of us that met. I didn't think anybody would even show up uh, when I uh, signed up to start a small group for single moms, and um, and those three people are still with us today. Lasting relationships. We just we still are like family. We celebrate holidays together. Um, we've watched our kids grow up together. I mean, it's been a while, um, together as a second family. Um, but as it just organically started to grow, I just really encouraged the moms that were showing up to reach out to others. And, and I think they were so excited about it. They just kind of reached out to others and, and, said, hey, you need to meet this person, and they were kind of the motivators for everything, and and then as I, you know, I just kind of stepped boldly into some places that I probably would never have stepped into before, but I just had the sense, like, this had to happen, mm -hmm. and there had to be somebody advocating, because I saw, you know, being at this place where I was at in my divorce, I'm not not ever seeing myself being somebody who needed to be on government assistance or experiencing that or going into all of those places. Um, I just saw so much need so much, um, you know, from the moms, I just would see them walk in and it's just so much, um, emotional baggage that they were just carrying and they looked heavy from it and under oppression. And I just, I just really inside my heart felt like this has to happen no matter what. Yeah. And just kept stepping boldly into opportunities and, and sharing boldly. And um, it just started to really form. I love that. Well, and I, I just off of what you had said earlier about having trouble finding support in faith communities. Is this a faith community? Do you do this in churches or do, is this available to all faiths or is it a specific um, 
faith background? We are a faith-based um, organization. We are independent, so we're not um, under any church um, organization, but we are faith-based. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, it's just about love. That's really what it comes down to. Right. So it doesn't matter. There were, we don't have any particular denomination that we're connected to. Um, it's always love first. And love we've had, we do currently have in our organization women from all different faith backgrounds. That's awesome. Well, and I think you're right in that there isn't a lot. I think that there's a big opportunity for faith-based organizations to reach out to single moms or people who are in like a situation that maybe they didn't sign up for, but this is where you're finding yourself. And instead of, well, how do you get, how do you get, um, you know, back to the, the two parent family? Like this is where we are and, Uh and let's join together in this. I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's about empowering women to be leaders in their home. We focus a lot on leadership um, and we focus on giving back. So we are really um, trying to empower women to, even if they're have very little or they're very struggling, they can always connect with another mom. They can always reach out, share a meal. They can always be in relationship with someone who needs them because something that they've gone through, um, they need. So it's all about pain, you know, turning our pain into purpose, um, especially when it comes to the divorces or abandonment or abuses, but also um, in our parenting. Like, I'm struggling in this area, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And, oh, well, I did this, and it's, I tried this, and it worked. And so just in having a community, there's mm-hmm. been so much healing um, because everybody's vulnerable and, and open with each other, and, and it's just about love. I love that. And, and it's so healing. Well, and I love that you're coming together almost on the premise of I'm, I'm putting myself out there to be vulnerable right from the beginning because mm-hmm. you're saying I need this support that I'm, I yes. don't currently have. And so it's yes. almost like people are walking in with like, okay, well, I'd be better be ready to share here. You know, you can't walk right. in with a lot of pretense and like, oh, where's your handbag from? Or, you know, just right. silly things, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. It's very authentic for sure. <laughs> yes. Right off the bat. I love that. But that's, I mean, it's almost like I wish more spaces were like that, where you kind of knew what you were signing up for. Like, this is going to be an honest space. Like, yeah, you know? well, actually, when we even shed, so even when a mom comes in for the first time, we have a team that meets with her. Uh, we have what's called Thrive Connect, which is the first Sunday of every month. And we have a team of, of girls that go, women that go, and they just meet at a coffee shop and they just meet women and hear their stories. So right from the very beginning, you know what you're getting into. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we offer. Um, but it's more about knowing you. So it's not like you could just sign up and get in right. and we don't know you. you. You're seen from the very beginning. And so you come in knowing that somebody's heard your story. Mm. Somebody knows what you're going through. And so um, right away, you have this sort of connection. And I don't think there's ever a chance, like a time during a Thrive Connect that I've ever attended um, that they are, they don't cry. And like I need this, like I want this. I did. I had no idea this was even that this this existed. Right. Because immediately it's speaking to like what our deepest need is. Not. I mean, we all have needs, and especially in single parenting, yes, you have no time. You have strapped. You know, financially, you're 
Um, you know, you don't know how to parent. You're, you're struggling with relationships. You have all of those needs that can be met in different programs. But just having, like, someone see you mm. is so vitally important. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I, I sort of started this podcast with that idea that there's just so many more opportunities for connection or understanding other people better that we're missing. And I think sometimes when you don't have it, you don't even realize you don't have it. If that makes sense, you know, it's just, just how life is. Um, but it's so rich when you do, when you are able to connect with people on that level. Um, so I'm wondering what, you know, as, as in this group, you know, people, I'm sure all the stories are different, but, but there's sort of a common thread that joins people together. What can people outside of the family do to like outside of, of the group do to support people better? Like where do, where do you think that people are sort of missing the mark on, you know, single moms and how can, how can people be more supportive or, or, or not be such jerks? <laughs> biggest issue I see and I see this over and over and over again is a mom has a job she has a car and she has an apartment she's good like over and over and I meet with a lot of people so I meet with churches and I and I meet with um um organization you know other nonprofits, and I meet with um uh, you know service and businesses and people and you know all, all the people in our community and oftentimes they'll say oh well she's doing okay because she has a car and she's got a job and I'm like no like mentally emotionally physically financially you don't even know you're, you're seeing the tip of the iceberg there's so much more that that woman needs but nobody asks mm. and nobody and moms are afraid to ask for help a lot of times that's the biggest challenge that we have is for moms to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. Because some of the time, sometimes they just feel like, I don't want to burden anybody else with my problems. I don't want to be a burden to anyone. This is my bed. I need to lay in it. Or they've been told that by people. I told you not to date that guy. I told you not to marry him. I told you, I told you, you should have done this. You should have done that. So there's a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of it is just seeing them as moms that just need support and help. I can always tell a mom who has support and a mom who has no support. I can see it when they walk in the room. Mm. If they have a family that's supportive, especially a family that's non-judgmental and is supportive and actively supporting them emotionally, giving them a break, giving them time off, you know, taking the kids for a little bit, encouraging them to do things for themselves. Um, helping them financially when they, when they're, you know, when they struggle, um, even just that little bit, you see a huge difference than moms that have, have absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I would just say, don't just assume that they're okay because they're not okay. There's so much, there's always something to do when you're doing the job of two parents on probably a financial, you know, a, a financial level that isn't even making bills, much less, you know, like you have the freedom to go do other things. It's very, very hard, very difficult, emotionally and mentally. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. And just, I mean, like you said, hearing the person's story, like understanding <laughs> the deeper, the deeper level of what they're going through. 
What? So I'm wondering, this is might be an annoying question, but is it irritating when people are like, ask you questions about like dating or are you ever going to get married again? Or (laughs) like, it just seems very invasive. And then I feel invasive, like even asking you this question, but I'm, I'm putting it out there so that people can be aware (laughs) if they have a single sister or cousin or whatever, this is how someone might feel about those kinds of questions. Well, I can tell you that any single mom is probably struggling with herself, you know, what, what she wants to do and what she needs to do. Um, I think we shouldn't pressure single moms into relationships. And the reason I believe that is that they, their kids need them, their kids need them and they need their attention and they need their focus. Um, and the solution is never blended families. Blended families are not such, it can sometimes be wonderful, but for the most part, blended families bring a whole nother level of stress. And it's, that's a whole nother, you know, there's always going to be issues. You're trading one, one, like you're trading one. There's no, there's no magic wand. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as single moms, we think, Oh, that's the solution. Like if I just find somebody, then all my problems will go away. I'll have an income. I'll, you know, have stability. I'll have a future. I'll have a dad. I don't believe that that's the solution for everyone. Every single mom is on a different path. For some, it's wonderful, and it does work, but not for everyone. For me, in the beginning of my journey, like, I was ready. I was eager. I was like, oh, I won't be single mom long. I'll just get into another relationship. It'll be fine. And then I found myself, you know, it's been seven years, and I'm still not there. And I don't even know what I want. I'm still navigating that myself personally because I'm pretty satisfied. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know, we, we all have that same place. I like, oh, the time's, you know, the clock's ticking. Like, right. <laughs> so there's always a little bit of that fear. So I'm not even sure that I know what I want. So I shouldn't be pressuring myself into a relationship. Now I'm open. I've done a lot of healing. I've done a lot of work personally. And I think that's the key. You need to have your time to do the work to heal. Right. So maybe if, if you're so sorry. vitally important. So maybe if you're talking to a family member or if you're talking to a friend, ask them what they're thinking instead of assuming, oh, are you on the time, you know, on the timetable and you've got to get someone new. I mean, that's a big assumption to be making that that's what someone wants. Yeah. And I've seen so many times women who are wanting a relationship and, and, you know, we all want relationships. Nobody wants, well, some people, but for the most part, we don't want to be single forever, but it's complicated. And I've seen a lot of women who have chased relationships that haven't worked out and have just been disappointed and their kids deserve their attention so much that, you know, reaching out and trying to find relationships or make relationships happen, I don't think that that's um, the healthiest thing and I don't encourage it. I encourage, you know, being, finding a good spot, building your relationships your healthy relationships around you, making friends, making um, connections, finding your hobbies again, finding yourself, finding your self-care, all of those things first um, before you start looking at, okay, can I add somebody to my life now and can that person bring something good um, to me? Yeah, I think that's a great perspective. And I think that's a good perspective for anyone. I mean, just, you know, in any, any position. Um, So I'm curious, what, are, are there any sort of like, 
other myths that people have about people being single moms that you would like to dismantle that people come in with different assumptions of what must be going on or what must not be going on or. Um, I think like, again, if I've got these things, I'm okay. Um, because it, it's, it's lonely. Yeah. Um, and it's dangerous. You know, we just heard of a gal, um, the last weekend that took her life. Mm. She's a single mom with a 13 year old. And I just think how, and I don't know her. She was, she's a friend of a friend type thing. Um, I've never met her before, but I thought, man, no mom should be in that place where she's so desperate and so lonely and so isolated. And I think that's probably the myth is like, we, Oh, they're just, they're just uh, not interested in connecting because every woman is interested in connecting. They don't know how to connect and they find it hard to find time to connect. And so I think that's one of the myths, definitely reaching out to single moms, not bugging them, but just saying, I know I'm here for you, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big one. Hearing their stories, another one, not assuming that um, they're out to get your husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another one. I feel like there's a lot of um, boundaries put around other women, huh. and they could bring really good stuff to, to single moms. But single moms feel like, okay, I don't know if I'm like, am I a threat? Like, where am I? Where am I at? Huh. Um, That's it, especially kind of like in church settings. I've experienced that and I've seen that happen a lot. Um, well, and that's a good thing to be aware of, even in just yeah. like helping someone feel comfortable. If, if that's not something that you, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. that that's something that might be on a single mom's mind and how yeah, do you then make yeah. them know that this is a, a place where they're welcomed and, you know, just sort of, yeah. And, and that's the hard thing, the church, you know, for, especially for churches, we can't be lumped into women's ministry. We just can't like, we need our own place in a church. And the reason is because, you know, I think a lot of times it's just like, oh, well, they're being taken care of. They're being ministered to if they're in the, in, in the women's ministry. But oftentimes there's this feeling from single moms that they don't belong. And they have no place. And that can be really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of makes them feel even more isolated, which is dangerous. Right. And so I think sometimes, like, I've approached some churches and they're like, oh, we've got it taken care of because we have a women's ministry. Or they're being taken care of because there's a preschool ministry for, you know, women with kids. It's like, Mm. no, 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 no. This is a whole nother family group that needs to be cared for in specific ways. Right. And seen in in, in specific ways. And so it's a challenge. It's really challenging. And they're only, you know, they're not single. They don't fit the singles ministry. Because they don't have the freedom to go play mini miniature golf on Friday. Right. But they also don't fit the marriage. And that's mostly what the focus is, is like marriage ministry. Right. Or women who are in marriages going to Bible study to talk about their marriages. Right. And so it's this place that they just are kind of navigating in like a weird way. Like, I don't know if I belong here. We sit alone a lot. It's just kind of, it's uncomfortable. It's, it feels unwelcoming. And, well, and single parenting is almost like ironic, right? Like if you're parenting, right. you're not single. You're with other people. 
Right. Like, <laughs> it's like when people are like, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, I pretty much never stay home. Like, I don't really right. know what that means, but that's right. not my experience. Mom? I hate that. A I full-time mom. Full-time yeah. mom? Yeah. Or, like, like, what, am I a part-time mom because I work? Like, Yes. No, it's no. so, right. And it's, and I think that's the thing, like, digging deeper to understand that how sometimes these words, even with mm. people who are well-intentioned, it, it, when you hear it, 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 I think you almost have to say it's a full family. It's not a single yeah. person. It's when you exactly. say single parents, there's, there's other people there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I like even psychologically, like how, um, uh, psychologists have viewed single moms in the past. It's always been, it's a temporary transitional place. Mm. Like if there is even the name single kind of, I'm on the prowl. Right. Like I'm looking or I'm just, just temporary, right? It's only a season. I'm going to move on to something else. And so we kind of just like, okay, well let them do their thing until they, until they arise and then we'll go minister to them. And that's not, and what that does is it kind of forces women who are in that situation to feel like, Oh, I got to, well then I got to move on. Wrap it up. Yeah. Like get yeah, this move done. It's yeah. just temporary. I got to go move, meet my guy. I got to right. move on. I got to make my family like, no, you're a family. Now your kids are being raised, right? This is their childhood right. now. And you need to be present for it and raising your family as a, as a family unit. Like this is a complete and whole family. So in our, in our groups, we tend to focus, we do a lot of exercises on, um, on establishing family values, on creating, um, like, uh, like statements of value, like this is what we are, this is what we aren't. We, um, we do a lot on, um, like family charters, like we're going to write this out and this is what our family stands for. And we're trying to help women see their family as this is my whole and complete family right now. And I'm going to do the best that I can for them here in this place. And so, um, I think it's healthy for, for kids, um, to see that their mom is taking kind of ownership of their family unit and leading the way, um, and leaning on resources to help fill in the gaps. And that's where the, the, that's another place where the churches could really step it up. And also where our businesses and our community can step up is providing the, the gaps providing in those areas. So, you know, providing resources of tutoring and homework help and um, providing music. We have a great organization out here called um, Blue Collar Athletics, and they sponsor uh, kids, um, like their entry fees for athletics. Well, single moms can't afford to put their kids into extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. and it's very hard. To find the time, one, to make it to all the practices and all to the games, and then two, to actually afford it. And so it's great because if our, we can get support like that, we can get our kids to be participating in all the stuff that other kids get to do that are going to work out, for, you know, be healthier for them long term. Right. Um, so, yeah, leaning on resources, people who have resources to really reach out to single moms and to see them as a whole group. One of the things I kept seeing when I was starting um, as a nonprofit is there's so much focus on the kids, but no focus on the moms. And that's where we wanted to step in to focus on the moms because it's like they're the bleeding wound. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are doing all the work. They're keeping the family together. They're the most important. 
but we always kind of do the peripheral, like we're working with the kids, and that's great, it's wonderful, there's a wonderful place for the kids, but what about the mom? So they go out and they do, you know, this, this class or this program, and they get some stability, and then they come home to an unstable home. That's not, that's not going to help them long term. So let's make the moms, let's encourage them, build them up, give them the resources that they need to make their home stable and healthy and have them be able to focus on self-care and, and reach out and have relationships and friendships. When they're healthy, the whole family will be healthy. Right. The family brain. That's my podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it, it's, it's true. It's, it's just, it's so, to me, so obvious in so many ways, but it, but it's not how we often um, approach things. We, we often approach it by, like you were saying, just kind of like putting a little, a little bandage on it, you know, instead of going to where is the source of, you know, where's yeah. the source of the power, really? I yeah. mean, I mean, and even, even when I go out to do like, you know, giving support or, you know, fundraising and things like that, there's this kind of like weird stigma around supporting the moms. It's like, oh, let's focus on the kids, but not on the moms. Hmm. Like, the mom should know better. They shouldn't have gotten themselves in the situation. That's kind of what I hear. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but that's what I hear. I'm, I'm hearing, like, well, you know, the mom should know better. They didn't. So now we're taking care of the kids. We want to take care of the kids. But it's really not most of the time. Nobody sets out to be a single mom. Right. Nobody sets out to say, like, I'm going to do this alone. And or most part. I mean, there's some that do adoption and things like that. And that's fine. But for the most part... Nobody really, I never saw myself doing this. Yeah. And, you know, what's the story? Right. And usually when you hear the story, you're compelled. Like, you're compelled to help and step in. Right. And you so, understand you're, you're supporting an entire system. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's like, it's like supporting a company and ha like ignoring the CEO of the company and like helping, you know, train the people who are at the lower levels without any, it's the leadership, I guess, right. is what I'm trying to say. I don't yeah, need to make yeah. this long scenario. Exactly. How are you leader? How are yes. going to lead? Yes, yes. Um, and already the parent, the leader is like, you know, mom's already going to be self-sacrificing. That's going to be in our nature to give her best to her kids for the most part. I always say, like, a mom will do her job. Right. Like, a right. mom will do her job. No. She will take care of her kids. She's going to give the shirt off her back. She's going to do whatever she can to take care of her kids. And usually when she's doing something that's not right, it's usually with the intention of this, I'm trying to help. Right. And so it's just a matter of education and guidance and support and empowerment. And then the mom will do what she needs to do. That's awesome. What if somebody's listening right now and, and is thinking, wow, I wish I had this kind of community, but I don't live in California. You know, how do, how do I, are there online resources or how do you recommend someone start something like this? in their own neighborhoods or in their own communities? Yeah, I suggest start small. Um, there are a lot, I've seen in the last, since I started, I have seen a, a growth in the type of support. There's a lot of online support. Um, you can follow on Instagram and things like that. Um, there are a lot of uh, coaches and there's a lot of um, women doing things, not necessarily nonprofits, but starting small groups here and there. Um, we are big on network support. I mean, sorry, neighborhood support systems. That's really important. So, like, I am support. Like, I am starting this 
little group and it's going to be the people that are around me that are going to be joining because that's going to become my community. So it's really about, and then showing up for things, that's huge. Like you have to show up. You cannot focus just online. You're not going to get what you need. I think a lot of people substitute like online support for real support, but when you're going through stuff and you really need somebody to come in, I mean, in this organization, we wash each other's laundry, we feed each other, we take care of each other, we pick each other's kids up, we are each other's family. And that's the kind of support that single moms need. So being that for other single moms, like intentionally going out to find people that you can support and love, I think that's the biggest, the biggest way you can begin to build that have for yourself. Um, we are starting a second chapter in Riverside, that's on our agenda, um, with the intention of seeing how we can help other women start nonprofits and start uh, chapters in other areas. Um, because we did immediately, like when we first got out, out the gate, people contacting us from all over, how do I get involved? How can I be connected in this, uh, to this? So we know that we have to expand. Um, so look for things in your area. And then reach out to other single moms. That's my biggest advice. Can you give a shout out to your um, website and social media just so if people want to learn more about your organization, they can find you? Yes. So our website is www.drivesinglemoms.org. You can find us on Instagram. Um, It's thrive underscore single underscore moms. Um, And we also on Facebook under Thrive Single Moms. and you can subscribe to our website um, through through the um, yeah, through our website. You can subscribe to our blog, which is going to be uh, launching. We just cleared it, and we're going to start a new uh, way of supporting moms through our blog. So that's another way you can get connected with us. Very cool. I mean, isn't it just amazing? This is the thing that is so amazing to me is that, like you said, you wouldn't have signed up. I'm going to be in charge of a single mom's like sort of movement here. Right. But how incredible it's the things you don't sign up for that like can just become so beautiful. I mean, it's just a really, really cool to hear about and just see, hear how you're just, like you said, just boldly stepping, taking the next, next step into what is available and what you're seeing. It's very cool. What, um, what is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you're hoping you would be able to share? Um, well, one of the things that well, I'm really excited about <laughs> is we have um, we're actually launching a community learning garden this year, um, and what I want to to share with other moms um, through that is the community garden. It to me is a perfect example of stepping into stepping into things boldly we had a property um, that was available to us and it was dormant for a year and a half and it was weed covered and it was nothing and it was barren and i am watching this you know beautiful thing develop from that from that barren place and i just want to encourage other women um that are in barren seasons that their abundance is coming and it's available to them. They just have to step into it. They have to step into it and see this barren time, this barren place, if they're there, it's it's going to change. It's going to transform into something beautiful if they want it to. Um, so 
that's the only thing I wanted to encourage other women with, um, that a barren season isn't a waste. Uh, it's, it's, it's intended to build you up. And so do the work, get healthy, um, make friends, be wholesome, reach out, create a community, be in community and be seen. That's what I wanted to share. You're amazing. Wow. It's been such a gift to be able to talk to you today. It's, I, I feel very encouraged. I mean, it's just, it's, you're doing awesome work. I love it. Thank you. Ah, um, so the last question I always ask people on the podcast is just what kind of, um, practices did they have for your own? What, what kind of practices do you have for your own self-care? You know, you're helping all these women, you're, you're taking care of your kids. What do you do to make sure you're taking care of yourself? I have an amazing support system. I do. Um, I've really thrive is kind of an extension, like I said, of what I wanted. Um, and I live in this place where my, my core team is like my family and they love me. They care for me. I care for them. I love them. We, I really have that support system in place. And that is my biggest thing because we focus a lot on how to care for each other and how to protect each other's self-care. So if I'm stressed, my, my team will be like, you need to go for a walk. Mm. You need to go take care of yourself. Maybe we'll take, we'll do this for you. Why don't you go, you know, why don't you go rest? They're always watching out for me and I'm always watching out for them. And we've done a lot of work to discover who we are individually um, and what in fact, we have, for example, we have a meeting tonight, and one of the agenda items is how are you doing, how are you caring for yourself? So we really are checking in with each other because it's so vitally important to, as, as caregivers, we're caregivers not only for the nonprofit, but we're caregivers as moms, taking care of our kids. And so to see ourselves be the healthiest we can be, I have a support system that really checks me and makes sure that I'm caring for myself. And yeah. that's an ultimate act of love. That's awesome. So, I love that. Yeah. Well, and I feel inspired to, I mean, about it. yeah, I, I was just thinking like, you know, I have a lot of people that are close to me, but you can always do more to feel more connected and to, to yeah. support someone better or to ask for help in a different way. And I think sort of, it goes back to what you were saying about showing up in person and not just online mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. people can call you on your BS in person. Yeah. You know, they can, yeah. you could say, I'm fine. I'm fine. And they're like, no, nope, you're not, you know, and it's just a little bit more apparent than, than online or even over the phone. Yeah. Well, Definitely. thank you so much for all you've shared. I'm excited to share this with um, the listeners and I hope they check out your website and your social media to get more information. And I hope people are encouraged by this and also, um, you know, willing to look outside and, and seek help or to be help. You know, I mean, yeah. I, we're all in both situations <laughs> at different times. Yes. A good community always has a place to serve and always has a place to receive. Right. Always. That's number one. So always being that person that get pours out and also the person that is willing to receive it. So that's, that's key. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Brandy Daly. For more information about her organization, Thrive Single Moms, you can visit thrivesinglemoms.org. 
and I love everything she shared and I hope it inspired you and sort of reminded you of the power of connecting with other people. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.